Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today again. It is another episode that we are about to begin and can you believe it, we are on episode 2. 224. I can't even believe it. I started a couple of years ago. I was so shy and I stopped for a while in between. And I started again and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it I, I, because I was, I, I'll never start if not. And I started and I haven't stopped and I only took a break uh, because for three and a half months in between because I was really sick, but I was anxious to get back. I can't believe where I have reached. So Thank you very much for to all of you for your support. Really, really appreciate it. And if you have the chance to have your own podcast for something you love, whatever it is, whatever uh, concept that you are confident in, you have knowledge in, you have experience in, or you just want to talk, having a podcast is great. So go for it. Don't, don't hold back, okay? It is an extremely great way to externalize your emotions, to have peace, to share knowledge, to exchange ideas extremely great way have that conversation in your homes and you will have that conversation in your streets have the conversations in your streets and you will have that conversation at your borders stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders and that's why we have conversations my friend whatever your opinions are do not feel shy own your opinions because it's important do your research research every single concept make every single junction into an intellectual laboratory and you will heal and that is why we're here today this podcast is about healing and from that healing we want to um we want to take a look at concepts of uh, idolaters pagans Kufars, Najas, Shirk, and Mushrik. These are some of the slurs that Christianity and uh, Islam uh, label at others. Okay, they, they label others, they slander others, and then ask for respect. But I, you couldn't laugh more at them at name calling because let me let me explain to you in another way. Okay, if you have to have God. God is the greatest of all things. He is eternal. He is the unconscious. He is the subconscious. He is eternal in every format. Um, now, he's so great, he controls everything that goes on in the world. Okay, Everything that goes on in the world, he controls. But he's so weak that he has to slander you with name-calling? I mean, come on. He has to slander you with name-calling. He, he, he doesn't know how to... Um, he, he, he's got so much of power, he controls everything, but he cannot control your, your life and your opinion. But he control, He has to slander you. I mean, that is the most insulting thing to God because he doesn't exist. This concept of their God, Abrahamic God, does not exist because of these name callings. And it's, it's, a, it's a giveaway that, you know, if he was so powerful, only man name calls. And man is ignorant and that's why he name calls others because the earth is flat. They don't understand that we are cyclic. Um, and that's where we come in with idols. So what were idols? Okay, um, Idols are, are stones that are carved. Okay, uh, Carved into forms, into different shapes. Why are they carved? Because it's the material that is the most available. 
Okay, normally when you build something, you build a house, you build anything, you use the material that is readily available to you. If if writing on parchment paper is available to you, so be it. If writing on wood, barks of the wood is available to you, so be it. Writing on, on ordinary paper, whichever is the cheapest and most available and easily available to you. Okay, so you come to North America, all the houses are made of wood. And people say, how are your houses made of wood? It's like matchboxes. But wood is easily available here. Well, if you go to India and you... um. If you, you you want to make houses of wood, first of all, it's expensive. It's a different type of wood. It's a hard wood, and it, it it's so expensive. You can't build these buildings with wood, uh, and so it, it is. Uh, you don't you don't use wood. You use cement or stone in India, and you use um, wood in North America, and that is important. So. In the ancient civilization, stone was the most readily available concept. And these concepts were used to carve the civilization. The history of the civilization was used to be carved on stone. Now you can lose some paper, like they've lost the early Qurans, they've lost, they've only got fragments, they've lost the early um, uh, um, Torahs, um, Bibles or even, uh, you know, our Vedic material, Gitas, the Gita, you know, we don't have the earliest of earliest ones um, because paper can get lost, but stone cannot get lost. You can break a stone, but part of it will always be there. It's very difficult to break a stone. So in places where stone was ready, readily available, the um, ancients carved their story on stone because it was it told a story of the civilization now every carving was a um a concept was a symbolism it was it was a junction in that history of in that journey okay so a civilization is a journey cycles and cycles and cycles and you need to carve you need to tell the next generation you need to leave the history for the next generation just as we write today we we, we, we write either on the computer or on papers in those days. They needed to tell that story and their story was stone by stone. So the stone was carved into idols and each idol told a story. Each idol was a junction in life. Uh, it was a symbolism. And, and through that car those carvings, they left messages for the civilizations and generations to come. Okay, uh, as as knowledge, as as uh, warnings, as as messages, as um, whatever they wanted. So the Indian, the Vedic civilization wrote her story on stone. Stone was used as the carving material, as a material to tell that next generation who our ancestors were. Uh, and that's why we use so much of stone. Okay, um, And we are also argued, we are also told very clearly by, by people, by Abrahamic people, oh, you're idolaters, you're pagans, you are um, mushrik, you're shirk, you're najas, you are kufr. Because we, are, we have 
we use stone. People think we pray in stone. So if the Muslims uh, uh, bow down to the Mecca, that's not stone. Oh, but we don't bow. We use the stone. We use Mecca as a direction. We don't pray. We don't worship. How do you come to the concept that you're worshiping? We are worshiping the stone. If you're not worshipping the stone, we too are not worshipping the stone, we're using it as a symbolism. But it's okay for them to slander, but it's not okay for you. You have to respect their supremacy, they have to slander you. But they don't understand this concept that our civilization was written in stone. And when we use that stone, we are just reminded of the symbolism behind that journey. At that junction in life, we make it into an intellectual laboratory and it tells a journey, tells a story for this, the, the people, the future generations. So first and foremost, point number one, it's telling you a story. It was the material that was the easiest available. Okay, If you go from India all the way to the Far East, you will see stone re readily available. But also one very important thing, that stone is used uh, for healing. Okay, And we talked about this yesterday. Um, and, and that is why we, I talked about this because I wanted to do this episode today. Stone is a very important piece in, in healing uh, through sound because stone is hard um, and we are made of an electromagnetic field of frequencies. Okay? Our magnetic field works in cycles and these cycles work in frequencies. Okay, so according to the laws of physics, everything in the universe vibrates with frequencies. We, the human, are electromagnetic frequencies, or as we call it, cymatic frequencies. Human beings have their own frequencies, and they are called resonance. So, uh, sound healing is based on the belief that the that this deregulation or the disease of the body or the uh, knotting up of our chakras is a result of the natural resonance being out of tune or out of balance. So very often our chakras get knotted, they go out of balance, they're not in sync, whether due to stress, illness, environmental factors, and working with frequencies can bring your body back to a healthy vibration. And so we have mantras, okay? Mantras are a combination of syllables with a magnetic resonance. Okay, when we when the pujaris recite the mantras, those mantras hit the stone, and the rebound of that goes through is frequency, magnetic resonance frequency, and those frequencies reverberate into your body and break open your chakra. So, for example, the sound healing using gong. When we work with gongs, they produce a wide range of frequencies, which you not only hear, but also experience at the psychological level. Human bodies are 70% liquid and great conductors of sound. So when you have a sound healing session, the frequencies have the potential to correct imbalances of dense, stuck energy deep down at the cellular level. Gongs are a tool for relaxation and raising con consciousness. Our brain and the rest of our body are totally interconnected. So when our brain waves are out of balance, you experience corresponding emotional and physical health issues. Over and under arousal of the brain is linked with problems like anxiety disorders, sleep difficulties, hypervigilance, anger, depression, and migraines to name a 
of you. And the gongs, um, you know, the bells or this, these, um, the stone, you, know, you hit the mantra on, you recite the mantra, can lower your rate of brain waves from beta waves which dominate your waking state and take up a lot of your energy into alpha waves, a nice resting state, to theta waves, okay, where you go into deep relaxation and meditation and might access and process subconscious memories or worries to low frequency of delta waves where profound healing can occur. Um, so we know that ancient civilizations have this and in India and in, um, during the Vedic civilization, um, we had stone, a lot of stone was readily available. And so we could carve our civilization on stone using the stone as, as uh, carvings, as, um, symbols to relate a symbolism uh, also our temples were made of stone okay point number one and our temples were built on electromagnetic fault lines where the magnetic energy was at its maximum and the garba griha of that of that uh, temple was put at the point where the energy field the magnetic energy field was at its maximum. There always had to be a river at the side. So it would be a river, a water body at the side. Um, and the ancient temple was built at the point where the magnetic energy was at its highest. And there was water at the side. The water, the running water has... Um, is very important for something because it gives you physioelectricity, okay? Um, and that along, uh, water is a good conductor of energy going under the surface. And that combined with the magnetic field in the air energy in the area would then enhance the properties of that stone uh, and, the, and your magnetic field of the human body. Uh, the stone idol was put at its highest point. The priest in the, uh, in the temple sanctuary him, uh, uh, the Garbhagraha would recite um, mantras with magnetic resonance. These mantras would hit the stone, hit the idol, and come back and resonate on us and break open these frequencies and cause uh, and, and perform deep, deep healing. So this was very important. This is why the idol was important. We don't pray to idols. We don't pray to God. We don't worship God. We use the stone as an electromagnetic healing. And those were what the temples were. Those temples was, were, were places of knowledge. They taught you the knowledge of the universe. They taught you the knowledge of you, the human being, the frequencies of the human being, how the human being works. And once you understand that balance, which is the basic source of your life then you lead your life and that is what was important these temples became these schools a guru school guru calls where you were taught the basics of life not at these madrasas teaching you nothing at these sunday schools christian sunday schools teaching you about jesus christ blah 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 adam and eve no it doesn't work that is not acceptable um so when the, these um these Abrahamic uh, ideologies came about in the Middle East. You have to remember the Middle East 9,000 years ago was made of, um, was, was a green coniferous forest, okay? But because of the wobble of the earth, the sun hits the place, a place, uh, 
you know, every about 22, 21,000 years, the same spot, it takes the whole 360 and comes back. And, and la- from 9,000 years ago, the sun hits, has hit the region of the Middle East, which has now gone desert. So the civilization disappeared, okay, when the civilization disappeared. Over time, all the, cr- the, the monuments in this area have disappeared. The civilization, the people disappeared. And those who came back, their descendants over the hundreds of years, had to adapt to a new climate of sand. All the civilization had gone. Now, they didn't remember what it was. They didn't remember what... They knew the stories of their ancestors, but they would not have remembered exactly what what needed to be done because it's been a very, very long time now, um, although they hear, heard the story. So they would have still been using the stone over a period of time, but they forgot how to use the phone, how to use the stone for magnetic resonance to break open your chakras. As a result of which, because they were praying to the stone, they were worshipping the stone, they became idolaters. And that stone is obviously not going to help you. If you do not understand how to use the stone, you will not understand. And praying to it doesn't make a difference. So the Middle East, whoever Abraham was, he comes along and says, you don't have to pray to stone, idolaters are wrong, which is correct, idolaters are wrong, praying to the stone is wrong, worshipping the stone is wrong, but when your stone is used as the basis of, of your healing process, for, uh, um, as, as a material to, for a magnetic resonance, for sound healing, it's a complete different story. When, uh, when stone is used to carve out a history of a civilization and the symbolism and the knowledge of that civilization is being used for future generations, it's a different story. So for saying idolaters is wrong, praying to idolaters, for ignorant people, ignorant civilization who are born of nothing, that's a different question. If you don't know how to use it, if your ancestors made mistakes, fine. It was the era of its time. It was the context in the Middle East. It does not mean that this story was for the whole planet because the whole planet did not have the context of the Middle East. But now these Abrahamic religions control the world and they tell everyone that you must do what we want you to do because we've got the power. So obviously they're going to be calling the shots. So they call us idolaters. For the last 3,000 years, they say idolaters. Uh, Kufr, Najas, Shirk, Ov, Worst of the idolaters, they say, uh, do not mix with mushrik, do not mix with the shirt. And the worst sin um, of uh, um, a Muslim, besides believing in not believing God, is shirk, is uh, is believing in, in, in idols. But they were the, it's the Abrahamic groups who believe. The concept, the basis of Abrahamic groups is to believe, worship, believe in worship. But it makes no sense because you can't believe in anything. It's your currents that form the waves. Your negative and positive currents along with your magnetic currents. You work in currents and waves and you you can pray to whoever you want. But your currents are not going to stop. And you have to keep balancing those currents. You have to keep balancing those frequencies. You have to keep removing the negative negativity, the 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 
the knots of your magnetic frequency and that in the ancient world you could only do with stone and even today they do it with stone uh, because we can do sound healing with magnetic resonance in machines and hospitals but it's not available to everyone okay it's not available to everyone and stone is the easiest way to do it and you can go to any uh, temple old temple ask them they will under they will explain to you uh, and and understand and and they they can do it for you they can teach you how to do it it's very very easy you have to know the you have to know the mantras and you have to know which mantra has magnetic resonance but that is why we use stone because of its readily its availability point number one and because of its necessity to use as for magnetic resonance to heal our bodies and that's why we use stone and that's why we use idols not because we pray to the idols not because we worship to the idols as we are accused by of abrahamic um, colonial religions but because we use it for a whole different purpose and that purpose is healing that purpose is uh, readily available uh, availability of the material and the third reason is to carve out a history on stone because it's a readily available source material um, to, to leave the knowledge of our ancestors and, and the junction and the intellectual knowledge, intellectual library of knowledge at every junction to leave it for the generations to come. So that is the three reasons that we use stone. Uh, and so if anyone ever says, oh, you're idol touch, it's a look at you in the, in the mirror because y'all were the ones who... Who are the idolaters? Y'all were the ones who were ignorant. Y'all were the ones who were worshipping, not us. This message is for you, the people in the Middle East who were ignorant. It's not for the whole world. You've taken it out of the whole world, taken it as, as out of context without understanding the context. And it's not a message for fools, for people with intelligence, people with knowledge, people who had a civilization people who know how to use stone for magnetic resonance and to heal. Um, and that's why we have not gone all over the world, um, you know, uh, butchering the planet, colonizing the planet. But these Abrahamic groups have colonized the planet, made it into an Abrahamic refugee factory. And 100 out of 100 million refugees on this planet, there are about 90 to 95% of the refugees are coming from Abrahamic countries. So that's important to know because they do not understand the concept of healing, the concept of balance of your magnetic energy. But Vedic civilizations know that and we we need to heal because being angry all the time is not going to help. We need to heal from the inside to balance our magnetic energy, to gain the knowledge and to move on and heal the world. Otherwise, you can't heal someone else if you're not healed because it's your frequencies that, that resonate across the world. Once your frequencies are resonating, if you're healed, your frequencies will be that of healing and of knowledge. And knowledge always heals. That's important. So today, my friends, this, this concept was on, on decoding and debunking the concept of idols and idolaters. These are just slurs in Abrahamic literature to slur and slander people who were not submitting uh, who were called infidels, um, who believe who were polyists, they call them poly, multiple gods. Of course, no one has multiple gods. 
there's always been one creator, uh, but this was the way to slender people and get them into their fold as slaves and keep brainwashing them with ignorance. But this message was only for the Middle East. It was not for the other civilizations who already knew how to use the stone because it was readily available uh, of um, um, a material use to carve out the history of a civilization uh, for future generations, for knowledge, and also as material to heal through sound. So thank you very much for your time. I hope you have a great day. Do come back tomorrow because I got something very special from a very special Indo-American, Viveka Ramaswamy, a presidential candidate, 37 years old, for the 2024 US presidential elections. He is amazing. I've listened to his speeches and oh my goodness gracious, where was where does he come from? So look, um absolutely come back tomorrow and we'll talk about Vivek Ramaswamy. Thank you for your time. I hope I've helped you heal. Spread the knowledge, give this to your friends and share it with at least five friends. Ask them to share it with five friends so that we can spread the knowledge and we can heal. Thank you very much for your time, ladies and gentlemen. You have yourself a great day.